Unnormalized Podcast. I'm your host, Frankie A. And I'm joined today with a good friend of mine, my mystical sister, Dana Rizzi. Uh, Dana, why don't you say hi to everybody, Dana? Hi, peeps. What's up? Look at her. You can tell how fancy smancy she is by, like, the angel wings in the background. She's a be- I'm the host, and she has a better setup than I do. Very nice. <laughs> you can't tell, but... Dana just moved into her new apartment, and I did tell her where to put the Buddha painting in her apartment. So, um, Dana, why don't you tell the people listening a little bit how we, you and I met? Because it's kind of interesting. I think people would love to hear how interesting our relationship is and how much of an importance it is once people i think hear about it it'll it'll make more sense so why don't you just give them a little bit about how you and i met sure um well that's the easy part basically we met at core training um consumer connections for the mental health association of new jersey we are both peers in the mental health community and we actually met first in our rap class. (laughs) Um, For those of you who are not familiar with what rap is, it's a wellness recovery action plan. Frankie and I both took a class um, and it became quite comical from there. (laughs) (laughs) To say the least, Um, to say the least. They just, just we we got into a lot of trouble together in class. A lot of a lot of pull to the sides and said, you know, like, hey, you know, can you just like maybe quiet it down in the back? <laughs> so yeah, we we were we were like known as like the trouble crew. I think we actually we like named ourselves like the dark side because all the bad, all the bad cats were on our side of the, uh, of the room. And then we had all like the really dedicated, like wanting to like really absorb the knowledge uh, people on the other side, which, you know, no, no harm, no foul to them, but I think we just had a lot of better time doing it. So, <laughs> Um, so yeah, so Dana and I met, um, like Dana said, through the Mental Health Association of New Jersey. We're both, uh, peers who work in and are dedicated advocates for, um, behavioral mental health. And the neat thing about it is that's what the whole peer community is about, is bringing people together over, like, a common thread of this thing called mental health and um formulating really good bonds and relationships beyond just all that deep stuff for for mental health um and building that peer community is really what makes our struggles kind of solidified we 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 are we need people like dana in the field because Dana has a really big voice. Um, She's not afraid to use it. Um, She's very good at advocating for the rights of people who are in the behavioral mental health community. So um, I I am very much humbled and appreciative of the relationship that we have because it's gone just beyond like somebody in a classroom setting. She's like my sister from another mister. I mean, we're both 
we're both like guineas so we have that in common you know we have this thing mental health in common um but yeah so you know dana it's up to you do you want to tell people a little bit how you got you know you don't have to go into deep stuff but you if you want to just tell people like maybe what being a peer kind of means to you and why like why is this work so important well first of all i want to start by saying um from the time that we met i really didn't know what a peer meant Mm -hmm. um you know i knew what i was going through i didn't know i knew how to go to a professional but i wasn't fully aware until i attended saint mary seton center which is ICMS is also involved there. They made me aware of what peers were because we had peers in our groups and I took the most liking to them. So from there, I then, you know, got a little better and, you know, we go through ups and downs and um, just a little bit of background real quick. I'll try and keep it as short as possible. You can you take as long hard. as you take as long as you possibly want. <laughs> You don't want to say that to me, hon. You know oh, that's long. Oh yes, I do. You know I do. I want I want as much as you're gonna spill. <laughs> oh boy, we could be here for days. No, let me stop. Um, so anyway, so yeah, I didn't know that peers existed. I knew the knowledge of a peer to me at the time was the person sitting next to me in a group. Well, unbeknownst to me, there's people like you and our friends out there who you know, we kind of certain, like you said before, our dark side, the dark side of the classroom kind of clicked. <laughs> we all have dark sense of humors. We're funny, you know, um, but we also take this very seriously. So the reason why, and now here comes my answer. Um, the reason why I feel that this work is important is I'm going to give you an example of what you've done for me. Um, probably going to get emotional, That's but, okay. you know, just ignore me and keep talking. Um, you inspired me greatly. I wasn't ready. Um, after we graduated, graduated, sorry. Um, I had a tragedy in my family and, um, you know, we all have to kind of go at our own pace to heal and recover. So I was not ready, but you never gave up on me. Um, you and some other people in the community had my back always. And it's been what five years almost. And thanks to you and not giving up on me. And I know we don't see each other as much as we'd like or as I'd like, or, you know, we have families, you have families, you have a job, whatever. I got married, you're married, whatever. Life happens. Yeah. Um, We always stayed in touch um, through social media, through the phone. I knew you were always there. Um, But the one thing I can say is this work is so important because people like us, who are peers and people like you, if you didn't encourage me to just be who I am and just be real and it's okay to have setbacks, it's kind of like looking at it from the standpoint of you're living with this disease. And you would always tell me, Dana, stop throwing yourself out there on social media saying, I'm bipolar. Start changing your dialogue. That's one of the things we learned, right? And you would say, you can do this, right? Mm-hmm. You, you can, you'd say to me, there is never going to be a perfect time, Yeah. but the community needs you. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And, so, and that's kind of like, 
you in a nutshell your um you know that's how this whole unnormalized podcast uh started for me is that you know we you and i have the privilege of being trained under some really good people that helped us look at language and dialogue a lot different than we probably did before and you and i quickly have had become you know it became clear that there is no normal so when i sat down to say like really what do i want to do with this whole podcast thing and it was started out just mental health stuff like really breaking down like people feeling like they have to live by society standards um because that's a hard thing and i don't think anybody out there is normal um and then it, it just it just kind of like blossomed from there you know because i i have you know i have a lot to say about different shit and i have different facets of me behavioral mental health is not something that just defines who i am it's part of me it's part of what makes me frankie frankie but that's something that i had to learn was that i am not just this one thing in this in this whole life um it's what gave me purpose and value and and i appreciate that because i think that's for for people like you and i in the in the mental health community i think that's something that we really strive for is purpose and feeling value and when you learn that you learn that you can put all those things kind of like on like they're in the background kind of rather than in the forefront because they've been in the forefront for us for so many years of not being healthy and not addressing it and not getting treatment and all that that it becomes like like almost like a badge of honor for us to say like hey you know like i am this like because it validates to us that at least somebody is acknowledging what's going on because for so many of us it's something that we're dealing with internally that other people like for a lot of us we mask it very well so it's something that we it's hard for us to let go once because we've been dealing with it for so many years so like i really identify and and the only reason why i kick you and i kicked you in the butt so much is because there was somebody kicking me in the butt saying get this done get this done get this done um and because sometimes people see things in you that you can't see in yourself um that's not a line of bullshit i actually believe in that because i didn't know i could do any of this stuff you know let alone sit and talk about podcasting with people about just life everyday stuff so you know it's 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 something that i think you needed to breathe a little bit i think it comes with in everybody's time um and you you just i mean come on dana you know that you have the skills that you know people need a voice like you um and that's no line of bs because you know sometimes the what do they say the squeaky wheel the squeaky wheel gets the grease and not everybody has somebody to have a strong voice like yourself and You've always had that voice. Yeah, you've gone through some stuff, but you've never let that go. You know what I mean? So whether it took you five years, two months, or whatever that is, you're here now. 
you know, and you've never stopped the fight in between, you know, you're a peer to everybody because that's just in your nature, you know, um, but yes, yeah, so um, I'm glad that you're moving forward in things, but you had to do it on your own time and you had to do it at your own pace, so just go for it, girl. You, you, there's like, it's a beautiful thing when you're able to give those talents back and you reap the rewards from it when you see the person on the other side of the conversation with you, like really getting something out of it. So just keep pushing, keep doing it. Don't stop because there's going to be tons of things in life that come up that are going to listen. This shit is hard. It's, you know, you gotta. I'm glad that you took the time because it could be, you know, social work is a tough job. And listen, we're all kind of peers, but when you're a peer, peer, you have to make sure that your wellness and your and everything is in check with yourself. Um, because the worst thing is to get into the field and then not it, it sets you back and brings up stuff that you haven't resolved or put some of like a grasp on so i'm glad that you did take the time because that's gonna make you more confident when you go out there like i can be able to deal with people's stuff me put my stuff aside for now until i get home or whatever and break down in the car or in the way home or whatever you know but that's that's basically our role is you know it's not about us it's about them so um but bravo to you dan i'm glad that you're getting back and I'm glad that, you know, you're going to be on here more often sharing the journey because there's not too many of us out there. So, um, you know, it's a heavy burden sometimes, but we got the shoulders enough to, to bear the brunt of that. So proud of you. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. You know, with people, not just about mental health stuff, but, you know, uh, a dialogue or a platform to say your say your your piece in life so um you're always welcomed on the show at any time like a regular like because like i want you to <laughs> be my be a sidekick <laughs> dana has like an interesting like whole part of herself that she doesn't like really really put out there like but i find it fascinating dana is actually now correct me correct me if i'm wrong okay would you say that you are a witch or do you practice Wicca? Well, hmm. Some would say, if you ask my husband, <laughs> I am a witch. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> hey, anyway, I'm just me. Um, I will put it to you this way. I believe there's something up there. I believe there may be more than one thing up there. Um, as a young girl, I had some major issues. I was forced to go to Catholic school, coming from Italian descent. Mm, yeah. Mm. Beat up by a nun a few times. Uh, maybe not beat up. Maybe that's a little extreme. I'm sorry. We got to be careful what we say these days. Yo, this is this is the unnormalized podcast. We can say whatever the hell we want. Uh, that's true, yo. That's true. Let's keep it real. That, that nun hit me. She hit me with you a were gonna, wait, She hit me out of behind. You were going to say that bitch. I'm not, I'm not even going to front. You were going to say that bitch. But 
Listen, she was a bitch. She was like, what? Just because you're a nun and you wear a habit, you shouldn't be beating on little kids. That's not your role. Your role is to educate. Your role is to, you're supposed to be like the person that the kids want to run to, not like run away from, but fuck that. Fuck that nun. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, so, you know, that's, that's, yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, that's the truth. Um, She was a scary bitch. (laughs) You think? Um. I not only, I mean, for those of you who, I mean, I'm going to be 48. Oh, I'm sorry. Huh. Rewind. I just turned 48. Oops. You're older than <laughs> me. I thought you were younger than me. Oh, well, the, you know, So. whatever. <laughs> it is what it is. Yes, but exactly. I look so youthful with my wings, don't I? To answer your question, I decided that I didn't want to go to Catholic school. Um... I was always a little strange as a child. As a child, I would have these nightmares. Um, I would see things, not physically see them, but I would have images flash in front of me as a child, and I would tell my parents, and they would say, hey, go away, you know, dismissive. Um, and then I started having these nightmares. There were people in my closet and people at my window and all this, these weird experiences. And I would wake up shaking, crying, very anxious. My mother did not know what to do with that because coming off the boat from Italy when she was eight years old, that stuff they don't, they don't believe in, they don't discuss. It's swept under the rug, as I said. Yeah. Um, being that she was all about the Catholic church and her mother was and et cetera, et cetera. I knew I was different. I felt it. I felt some presence. And I don't mean, you know, in a, in a creepy way or in a strange way. I just knew from a very young age that I was gifted. I honestly believe that we are all gifted in some way. We are all put here for a reason. Um, ours is obviously, I feel, to help others. But I got into, and I'm going to answer your question. No, I am you're doing one. fine. Yeah, yeah, that's what I wanted to hear come out of your mouth. <laughs> I'm a Wiccan. <laughs> okay. Wiccan means white witch, wise woman. So, ah, um, fitting, 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 fitting. Stevie Nicks, like. Yes. Gypsy. Lover. Me too. Obsessed. She's like, so, she's like, she was, she would be like my favorite cougar. Like if I had oh to, God. like, if I had to, like, I get know. a, like a hall pass for a cougar. It definitely would be Stevie Nicks. You might have to fight me for her. <laughs> Listen, share the wealth. You can have her first because you probably would get her first hey, because, true. you know, you you both have, you know, Wicca in common. But, you know, I, I'll take a sloppy second on Steve, Stevie Nicks any day. So this when you true. say we when. Share. Yeah, we'll, we'll share. When you say this is like to go back. When you say that you like felt something. Okay. Now, are you talking about, like, were they just feelings or did you actually, like, encounter some shit that, like, really, are you willing to say, talk about it? You don't have to. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> good, good. All right. No, I, I just find it fascinating. I find it fascinating, especially in, like, you know, not to segue it back to, like, mental health, but... um I work with a lot of people who are, and not, I'm not saying you, but I'm just saying in general, like I work with people who are um, very intensely schizophrenic, 
um, and see voices and hear things. And I always tell people, like, how are we or who are we to say that these people are not really hearing and seeing things beyond the spectrum that we other people can't see and hear? Um, and then we deem them to have like mental health challenges. You know, a lot of the stuff that comes that I, I, I talk about with people, it comes from a, a, a lot of the times from like a spiritual place, like especially the people that are experiencing positive because a lot of people throw a negative on it. Like people hear voices, see things and they always go like to like the negative. They only see the negative. But there are people who literally hear and see things their entire life. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and it's positive. So they want that in their life. So, like, that's why I asked that question, because I really think that we, because we're so narrow-minded, that we don't look at those things as a possibility. So that's why I asked, is was there something that really, like, said to you you know because like we're, we're we're with kids like we all get scared we all think that like there's the boogeyman in our closet or underneath our bed but for you it actually went deeper than that so well um after those few episodes they were continuous so you know my mom had me tested she took me to the doctor what was the general practitioner going to do with my daughter Big question. Jazz hands. Million dollar question. What is wrong with my daughter? Doctor said to her, she's going through some things. Take her to a psychiatrist. See what he has to say. Okay, that's not going to happen. All right, so we let it go for a couple years. Then when I was just about seven years old, well, actually, let me go back. Um, so I got kicked out of, <laughs> I kind of got kicked out of Catholic school. So Sur surprising. <laughs> Oops, sorry. I told the teacher she was boring. She didn't know what she was talking about. Yeah, I was bored. I was probably too advanced and bored. And I told her that I probably shouldn't have, but I was bored. They didn't take that very lightly back then, especially you were children were supposed to be seen and not heard. Absolutely. I didn't follow those rules. Neither you did know. I. Neither did I. Yeah. You you come, you know, you get Yeah, because um, I come know. from that same, same background where that you literally said all the time, like, my father would say that to me constantly as a kid, like, children should be, should be seen and not heard. And that's not a diss to my dad. Like, you know, it's, it's just, that's the old way of how, you know, you think they, they just, you were supposed to be like a submissive kid and just go with the punches and, and tell, tell, you know just do what we were told to do. And I think that shows like kind of like leadership at an early age when you're standing up to like the authority, you can't stand up more to your parents or to like in, in our Italian culture, like the church, you know what I mean? Like you were in Catholic school. So like you were defying that at an early age. So yeah, that would have been raised some bells and whistles in my house too. Well, I mean, everybody has, different views on this type of stuff. But, you know, I can say that we, as you just said for yourself in your background, we were taught to suppress any of those 
abnormal things, mm-hmm. which is why we, I think, connect on so many levels because, you know, we're all about passion and art and food and mysticism and spiritualism and helping and giving back. Um, so the reason why I'm so open about this is because I have touched lives. Um, it turns out that not only did I have that episode, my mother had me tested um, those Warshak, what do you call them? Tests? Yeah, Warshak. They make those, you look at the ink yeah, blocks. Those ink, exactly. And I was seeing things and they have levels. And the doctor turned around and said to my mother, Joanne, her name was Giovanna. She changed her name to Joanne when she came here. God rest her soul. She's my angel now. Um, they said, your daughter's too smart. She's like, oh, my daughter, what are you talking about? Uh-huh. What do you mean? What do you mean? What does it have to do with the nightmares in her closet? What? I don't understand. She's gifted. Well, what does that mean? She's special? She needs a doctor? Like, what? Is, no, no, no. Calm down, the guy says to her. He said, she's seeing things that most adults see in this picture. She's at a level where she's just unique. She's different. And he sat her down and I left the room. And so from there, you know, my mother said, all right, well, I guess we got to pull her out of Catholic school because this isn't the place for her. So Mm -hmm. I then went to public school. Anyway, let's get back to the moral of the story, which is my how I became the White Witch can be very dark sometimes too so careful, careful. but i you know i like it dark i like it dark i want like <laughs> like you know as as the, as this this podcast goes on you know like you know i know you're trying to like be the white witch right now but you know i do want to see the the dark side of the witch come out too sometimes your eyes were just all about that right now it's fabulous <laughs> because i dana i'm so into that type of stuff like i totally agree with you like I've had like neurological problems my whole entire life. And like, if you do like history, like you look back in history, people who had like epilepsy and things like that, they were looked at like they were in communion with like another like level or another like realm and like the, the like paranormal stuff. And like, I, I really feel like now looking back at things like, I really do feel, I know that's going to sound like really hokey, but I really feel like some of that has been tapped into, like, and people, I think, I really do, I I know this is probably, like, for all the social workers out there, it probably sounds really fucked up right now, but, like, I really do, like, think that part of all that is truth. It's coming from somewhere. People are seeing things, like you said, you were able to, at that age, see things on a different level than everybody you were seeing things as an adult you were seeing things as a uh, you were seeing adult things as a as a kid so your your mind is obviously going to constantly keep evolving so if you're already that advanced at a young age what you know how is your mind opening up as you get older you know what i mean um so i i could i could understand that you know like why you would you know be more prone to bringing in some of those vibes and some of those energies because 
your your brain is pro- like it there's also a science behind it. your brain your brain is processing it on a different level than everybody else like i i totally believe that there are people that use more parts of their brain than some of some of the rest of us you know and they we they it allows them to hear and see and experience and pull things in from this whole other spiritual realm that's out there so uh i i i what but was it like was it now you said you were how old you were like what well it started when i was four four so when you're four years old and you start experiencing stuff like this i'm assuming initially you were scared i was petrified okay i'm not gonna lie yeah um it was because it was continuous and i didn't know what to do with it i didn't know how to channel it i didn't know and my parents were very again made me suppress made me ashamed oh my god not my daughter you know it was a very painful feeling, very mm-hmm. dismissive, very um, hush hush, very taboo. So um, a few years later, I was just about seven. And what made my mother realize that I was definitely telling the truth, that there was a difference in me. And, you know, we're all unique in our own way. Don't get me wrong. You know, I'm not, there's a lot of people out there like us mm-hmm. who have had experiences and who believe in this stuff. Um, when you're young, you're veiled. There's a veil. There's a pierced veil situation. You are, you can see everything as to where an adult, we're going to block it out because of fear, because of anxiety, because of, you know, the kids screaming, whatever it is. Um, but children are so innocent that they'll see more than we'll ever see in a lifetime. And I saw so much as a child and I couldn't always express it. So I started drawing. Um, but so when I was seven, my grandmother had diabetes and she was young. She didn't take care of herself. Um, her name was Stella. My middle name is Estelle. <laughs> um, Stella. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> I couldn't I resist. Hesitant. I'm sorry. I'm like, I knew you were going to say that. I had a big, I had a big up um, to grandma for a second. Yeah. My grandmother would always say, I'm dying today. I'm dying today. I'm dying today. Drama queen. That's what they called her. Ignore her. One day, I was, I would always run down. They lived, my grandparents lived downstairs from me. So one day, I just felt like being Dana. And I never, I, as you know, chronically 15 minutes late for everything. <laughs> so I'm working on that. I'm working on it. So, um, you know, I didn't want to go to school. And I went downstairs, and my grandmother was having tea with her friend Lynn who is now my step-grandmother, by the way. Anyway, so she said, I'm going to die today. And I sat and I looked at her and I said, you are. And she was silent. She said, I'll be right back. I used to play with her costume jewelry. She went into her closet, put the jewelry box in front of me and said, someday I want you to have this. So I'm going to give it to Grandma Lynn, she called her. I'm going to give it to Lynn. And when you're old enough, this whole jewelry box and its entirety is going to you. And I had a tear in my eye and I said, I love you, grandma. And she said, I love you too. And never forget that I'm always with you. So now my mother's screaming at me. My father's yelling, Dana, get up here. You got to go to school. You got to go to school. I'm not going to school. What do you mean you're not going to school? You're going to school. Grandma's going to die today. Ah, stop it. Grandma says that every day. No, grandma's going to die today. Now it's like, it's already after school started, you know, 
So now my mother calls my grandfather and holy God rest his soul. He was a hardworking, tough Italian man. You did not say no to grandpa, but grandpa was a loving person. Grandpa was not a hard head. Well, he was, but you know, with this yeah. type of stuff, he was caring. He had a heart of gold. Um, he said, Joanne, let her stay home. So I stayed home. I spent the morning with her. I went upstairs later on about, I don't know, four or five o'clock. Um, I would, you know, kind of go up and down. My mother starts cooking around this time now. Typical Ginzo. <laughs> yeah, really. And um, Yeah, you know how that is. Yeah. Well, thank God we got that gift, too. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> we'll talk about that. But I, this is like really interesting. So I want to I want to hear how this all pans out. Now it's about. Now, my sister comes home. She was going to Patterson Catholic at the time, and she played sports. She had a lot of friends. Um, our house was like the place that everybody went to to hang out. Mm -hmm. We were the cool people on the block, which was fun. Um, so my sister and her friend Rosella came home, and my mom was going to drive us to the mall, to Willowbrook Mall. And I was getting ready, and I used to scratch at my head, which is one of the anxiety symptoms I have, and also ties into the self-mutilating part of my life. Um, I used to scratch my head and I used to, it used to bleed sometimes because I would just keep digging. I was a very nervous child. There was a lot of arguing, whatever. Getting back to my grandmother. All of a sudden, now it's about seven o'clock and they're putting on my shoes. And all of a sudden you hear bang, bang, bang on the ceiling. It was my grandfather. My grandmother died. She passed away. Wow. True story. 100%. Wow. Was this, that was like the very first time, like kind of like something in you, you said you were probably like, well, like seven years old. Was that like the first I was, time? I was just about seven. Was that it like was April? That was the first time, like you said, hmm. So that then, so then like, was it at that, that time where, like, did you know what Wicca was or was Wicca something that you kind of explored as you were older? Wait, you broke up a little bit there. I said, like, was, like, when you were looking to get into Wicca, was it at that point? Um, it's funny because my, uh, my lifelong friend, my first friend, Stacy, um, we started tampering with Ouija boards. You know, Parker still had that Ouija board and mm -hmm. we'd light candles and sit in her closet. We were like 10, 11. We would start doing these things called X's and O's. And I don't even know where I got it from. I just would do these X's and O's on the on a rug. And I'd just be like, every X is an A or whatever. And somehow we, we would then use the Ouija board and we'd spell out a name. We actually got some kid's phone number. We were one number off from his phone number by doing this Ouija board. And she is on my page, you can contact her. Her name is Stacy actually Salido Smith. She hyphenates. Um, she, <laughs> she actually witnessed. <laughs> I'm not allowed to hyphenate, so I put in parentheses and just haven't <laughs> changed. But anyway, back to the story. <laughs> um, the truth, not the story. Um, so yeah, I started from there on, by, from then on, you know, I was, now I'm confirmed. I had my validation. I didn't need my parents. So I would do stuff like sit there and I'd shut off all the lights and I'd light a candle sometimes and I would summon a ghost. I don't know. Just played around with it. Well, 
you know, they say be careful what you wish for. Some strange things happened. Um, you know, again, I was a kid. Um, could it have been a coincidence? I don't think so. Not at this juncture. Um, when I was young, maybe it could have been a coincidence from that far back. But now that I know what I know and I have the validation that I need for a lifetime, um, I needed somewhere to channel this. I needed somewhere positive because some people do go very dark and they get a little over the edge and go overboard with kind of, you know, this whole subject. Mm -hmm. um, they take their gifts and they use it to harm or they, you know, they do a lot of spells. Um, they're incantations is what mine are called, but they'll use candle magic. They'll wish harm on others. Um, they bury things in the ground. You know, I only do good. The difference between the gift that I chose to take and accept and embrace, I embraced it for good. There are people out there who practice Santeria, you know, this and that. They're still good, but I don't sacrifice. I don't believe in that. I don't do that. Um, I don't sacrifice chickens and stuff like that. Stop um, there are. I'm serious. No, there are people. You that, said. There are people. <laughs> you said that you didn't practice Santeria, and I almost broke out into the Sublime song, but I don't think anybody wants to hear me sing like, I don't practice Santeria. I ain't got no crystal ball. I ain't got no crystal ball. But I had a Thomas and I sent it all. Yeah, basically. I changed the words. Basically. To, you know, basically. My life. And it wasn't a, it wasn't a million dollars. It was like 20 bucks and I spent it all. So, yeah. So, <laughs> so you like it's funny that you say that about like people like digging stuff. I remember uh, I mean, I don't know, like maybe I would say eight years ago, if maybe a little longer, Marianne went to go for again for um, I introduced her with my first guest um, on the Unnormalized podcast when I did my taping. So a lot of people will know, hear me talk about her and one day she'll be on to probably critique me and, and we're going to be talking about relationship stuff. But my wife went to a beauty salon and I want to say it was like in like Montclair or something. I could be wrong. But the lady cut her hair and, you know, I guess, you know, women's beauticians are different than a guy going to the barbershop. The guys don't talk about stuff like, you know, deep stuff. It's just like cut my fucking hair and get me out of here. So she my wife was telling her about some stuff and the beautician told her to when they were done to she swept her hair off the floor she told her let's go bury this outside because people can do really bad things with a lock of your hair and if you have like bad energy you're telling me all this negative stuff she didn't she literally didn't want to sweep it up and put it like in the garbage she wanted her she literally took Marianne out and she buried her hair. Marianne came home to me and she's like, it was like the weirdest situation because this lady was like, I was selling her all this stuff and she told me to go bury my hair. Like I've never had a beautician that told me that, you know, to go. So obviously 
now like knowing you and hearing something like that this lady probably was practicing some form of wicca and knew that there were some time and, and and funny enough dana like marion even says like when she did that it was like like a release like there was like she felt like some energy type of like shit happening where it just like a lot of negative shit was released you know which you know i found it like so intriguing that you, that's not an experience somebody has every time when they go get their hair cut so when you said bury when burying things like so like would you say that that lady was like when you say burying things like is that like standardized like that's kind of like black magic stuff or would like somebody who practices like the better side of wicca would do that too but not with like bad intention well it's i do that type of oh, okay. i don't i just don't sacrifice i don't sacrifice i don't believe in sacrificing animals well i'm, but I'm so glad you're happy that i don't cut off the chickens and yeah pretty much right well now. kind of like kind of like i'm just a little disappointed because like i could have had you on the show you know how much like ratings that would pull in if i had you on live television or live podcasting like sacrificing a chicken to get like the bad juju off of me or something like that that would be like amazing you so want it dark i know I if, mean... you, if you ever want to dabble in the black magics you know you can always you know do it right here on a normalized podcast we would have happy to have you and you know give you an audience to do that <laughs> i'm singing black magic woman <laughs> now like all these songs like now like i'm not going to be able to listen to stevie nicks without thinking of, of dana rizzo <laughs> which is Where really not get it from? you know that's really not fair because like you know when i listen to stevie nicks i want to listen to stevie nicks and think about stevie nicks so now i'm going to be thinking about you and like doing some like incantations i will no longer call them spells because now i've been educated see that's what we do here is we educate you folks so um yeah so like i do know that you also um do tarot card readings right that is how i started to channel my gift in a healthy positive manner i'm gonna sip my water um if that's okay sorry of course it is it is water not vodka just so you know <laughs> well whatever floats your boat you know like my whole motivation for people coming on this show sometimes is getting them liquored up because that's when they spill the beans so and i'm gonna get the most juicy stuff but you know we'll have to have you back when you've had a couple of bottles of vino well you know if it was a friday night maybe a margarita italy gave the world the tarot um i but did not know getting that. back yeah. Mm. Da Vinci's Demons. You ever watch that show? Yes, I love that show. And they, it was very short lived, but I absolutely one of my favorite shows I think I've ever watched. Go back. Okay. When you have time. I know you're doing a million things. There is an episode and there's I, I'm not gonna tell I'm not gonna tell those who may be listening to this in the future fuck, or fuck, you. Fuck them. The show has been off for like ever. And they can go fucking Netflix. That That's true if they don't want it. All you right. can say it. You well, can say it. there's a scene. I didn't want to ruin it for you. Screw in them. In case you decide to go and watch it. There's a scene. And Da Vinci's sitting there. And, you know, he's like this outcast, as we know. 
And um, his own father, like, didn't want anything to do with him because of the political stuff and the da, 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 da. royalty went to him and tried to steal his ideas, had him patent stuff and on the QT, whatever. Um, I can't even go there politically with the Illuminati shit because, uh-uh, <laughs> no, no, I can't diss my boy because I like his raps, but you ain't in the Illuminati and you didn't start it and you're not mm-hmm. Illuminati. No. Because I know where that came from. Because I did my history. <laughs> I'm not dissing. I love the Kardashians. And I love their men. But I'm just saying, you know, Kanye, you know, all, yeah, all no. guys out there. No. The no. Illuminati is sacred. Yes. That has to do with you. Mm-mm. Sorry. Yes, it is. No, I agree. I, t- I, I agree with you 100%. Watch Da Vinci's Demons. Yeah. Read no. Da Vinci Code. Mm-hmm. Famous people were in the Illuminati, but they didn't talk about it. No. Um, some say there's some truth to um, Italy gave us the tarot and paganism came from Ireland, Italy. You know, it actually was pagan before it was Wicca. Mm-hmm. Um, the Catholic Church buried the sacred society. They called themselves what they did. Because the Catholic Church was picking them off one by one. I'm not going to get into that whole story. We can if you want someday. But um, so the true story behind that, the whole Wiccan religion and the tarot cards and all that and paganism and stuff. The first was actually drawn on a wall. And then it was put on a cement. Back then they had cement and they would draw on the you know, or etch in the stones. The first tarot deck was etched in stone, and it was from Italy. That's right. I don't know whether his name was. There's a couple of them. I know we talked about it, but um, I think this is like a good segue to kind of like see if maybe you would be interested in giving me, it doesn't have to be a long one, but maybe you can give me like a, well, however long it takes for you to do a reading. Can you do a reading like this? Of course. Would you mind giving me a reading? I could. I mean, it's it's been known, it's been proven that it can work. It does work. Um, how do I know? I used to be an online reader with PlanetStars.com. Nice. Don't go there. They're <laughs> still in business today. Let let let's try to let's try to work this out. Let's try to um, you tell me what you need from me, and and I'm gonna like turn it over to you and let let you do your thing. Okay. Well, first, do you want to see what deck I picked for you? Sure. This is so intriguing. So intriguing. (laughs) We'll have to give the wifey a reading soon. Oh, she would love that. I think we talked about it when we were at your house, but we never really got together because things have been chaos for all all of us. We know. So the deck I picked for you is the tattoo. Can you see that? Yes, I can. There you go. All right. So generally, if you were in front of me, what you would do is you would shuffle your own cards, right? And that's the best way to do it between you and me. (laughs) Because it is between you and me at this moment. Right now, yeah. Oh, damn. (laughs) He's about to take a nerve. (laughs) So generally, anyway... So generally, let me be serious for a minute. I'll go back to Veruca in a minute. My niece does it a lot better. Um, Pusa. 
reel it in. So what you would normally do to get the best reading is you'd want to be face to face with the person because your energy is going on to these, this deck. So all your questions and you don't ever say them out loud. You just sit silently and you shuffle, right? So since you're not here, we're going to use a card that kind of represents you. So am I allowed to ask you on this podcast when your date of birth is? Sure. It's August 14th. So you would, let's say, I'm, I'm giving example here. I asked, you know. So August 13th, you said, right? 14th, 1-4. Oh, sorry. I couldn't hear you. Um, so you are generally fire in this tarot deck. You would be represented by... <laughs> I'm just... I know. <laughs> I get, you know, I, I just explain it to the peeps. The peeps got to know what's going on. Representing. <laughs> uh huh. You got that. Fire. <laughs> you got that fire. Burn, baby, burn. This moment, burn. <laughs> Let me stop. See, this is why I start to yeah. lose it after a while. Sorry. All right. So, what we're going to do, <laughs> we're going to pull out. The card for you, since you're not here, you're there. So that's even better because at least I'm seeing you, you know. I have done phone readings for Planet Stars and Stars Cast and, you know, went through Keen.com and they used to call my phone at 2 in the morning. But I got paid, so, you know. I promised myself, just so a side note, that I would never do this for self-gain. But I ended up being so, and I'm not tooting my own horn, beep, beep, (laughs) but... I promised myself I'd never do this for self-gain. It was a gift and I was meant to bless the world with it. But I became so damn good at it that I had to start charging people. Yeah, for because real. Because it was a lot of my time, you know? If and you're sharing your gift, you, you're sharing your gift, you should be paid for it. And I've been told because I have repeat clients that I charge way too little. But I'm not doing it for the money. I'm doing it because I love doing it and, you know, whatever. So... Let's get back to what we're going to use for you. We are going to use the King of Wands, who is technically an Aries, but we're going to use him for you because I feel like I feel like it's suiting. Because he is a an entrepreneur, he's a go-getter, um, he's just very spunky, he's very artsy, he's he's a he's a lot of things. He wears a lot of hats, so I feel that would be a good representer card for you. So, he's so the, I'm going to look for him. He's what King of Wands, you said? The King of Wands. Okay. So. There's wands, cups, swords, and pentacles. Those are the four symbols in the tarot deck. Pentacles okay. are tangible, things we can touch, monetary things, property, real estate. Um, it's also forms of communication. When you have two or more um, tarot pentacle cards in your reading, um, and generally you get a 10-card reading. I don't know if you want to sit through a 10-card because it takes about 40 minutes. So we can do an abridged version if you want tonight. That's cool, yeah. Um, because, yeah, I mean, it'll take a long time. And then you're going to have questions, I'm sure. Yeah, so yeah. we'll do, you know, we'll do a, an abridged version of that. But okay. generally you throw out 10 cards. So, um, you know, each card has a position and each card has a meaning. So basically what we're going to do is we're going to pull you out here. Now, remember, I'm going through 78 cards that are not in order. So just bear with me. No problem. Take your time. <laughs> That's the beauty this of This is a, the Queen of Pentacles. Oh, cool. Isn't she pretty? She was on the deck. On the, oh, I mean, that's on the, so uh, cool. She was on the cover. I just wanted to show you. She popped out. So Very nice. So you would really like this. you got to see these in person. 
we uh the beauty of podcasting is there is no time limit so you do what you gotta do well i mean i'm sure you want to get to sleep at some point in the night <laughs> sleep what is what is that what i know is, who sleeps right what yeah. is that oh no this is the page of wands hmm. what do you think about him he looks uh, pretty he looks pretty he looks pretty like dope i see crown and fire he looks dope yeah he looks dope all right so we'll use we'll use the page okay pages are younger so you kind then of look like him actually. use the um use the fucking page and you're wearing red too look at that stop not my fault <laughs> all right so we're going to use the page as your significator what i'm going to do is i'm going to do five cards and okay. i'm going to go through it kind of quickly but you know you can feel free to you know ask questions and i'll i'll answer them so the best way i think we can do it right yeah that we'll we'll we'll, we'll try it out yeah cool and then okay. i'll show them laid out okay, okay. yep okay i'm gonna stop there Woo okay so card one is going to be the heart of the matter i haven't looked at it yet so can you see it yes okay so this is the seven of wands can you see the seven on top there yes i can that's cool Okay, so this is the heart of your matter right now. Stuff you're going through presently that is eminent in your life. So we're going to put that down here. And I just dropped you. Oops, sorry. Did, did that hurt? Yes. I dropped you. Sorry. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. I like it a little rough. Oh, boy. Mayor, are you hearing this? <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, boy. Dirty, dirty boy. Okay, so card two is going to be what covers you or what crosses you. Depending on how it falls normally in a reading, it's either going for you or against you. So it's basically your what's going against you in this situation or what's for you. And that is the nine of pentacles. Beautiful card. So this is the nine of pentacles. And this card is going to go against you in this matter which is a good thing because it's a nine of pentacles i'll explain so above you as above so do below so we're going to put one which is like your crown which is pretty much something unseen something that's coming that you may not be aware of and that's what's above you and that is the wheel of fortune frankie i just got the chills i'm not good at show at this skyping yet i'll get no. better at it that's okay. You're you're doing fine. You're doing fine. That's cool. So this is the Wheel of Fortune. And if you look, I'm showing it sideways. Look how beautiful she is. Very nice. La Fortuna, your fortune. <laughs> nice. Fortuna. So she's going to go above you, which is nice. Nice. Card three is nice. I'm so silly. <laughs> now I'm a, I just got all excited. I did too, because that's a good card. Okay, what's below you is kind of what you're stepping on, like what you're going through and kind of just about to get over is upside down. Um, the three of pentacles. Okay. <laughs> it reminds me of that damn commercial with those mice. <laughs> Wait, and I drive one of those Kia Souls, so everyone says I drive like no, the, sir. The... <laughs> Please tell me no, sir. <laughs> I do. Are you serious? I swear to God. I drive a black Kia Soul, so it's like the, the mouse car. <laughs> <laughs> I 
All right, let's be serious. Okay. Come on, we don't want to piss off the gods and goddesses. Osa. I'm 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 in tune. Get in your toaster. <laughs> okay, so this is what you're <laughs> what you're stepping on. Okay, I'm gonna put him there. So I said we're gonna do five. So since it's a cross, I guess we'll make it an even number. We'll do one left, one right. All right. So this, ooh, ooh, Queen of Swords. Hmm. She, the arch. Look at hmm. her. Interesting. Hmm. She's got daggers and she's got a mouth on her. Mm. Mm. Okay. The Hanged Man is your last card. Why can't I do this right? So that's that. Okay. So we'll go back and show them after we're done. So let me do now what I said I was going to do. Do you want me to like tilt the laptop over or do you just feel like we should continue I, from here? No, I trust you. Go ahead. You can continue. Okay. I'm going to take a picture of it. How's that? Okay, that's I'll take cool. a picture of it. Sound good? Yes. Okay, so I'm going to take the picture, and then we're going to continue. Sorry, don't don't mind my double chin. I'm working on it. Listen to good mind. So I took a few pictures. I'm going to do an aerial vision here. I will send that to you. So in the meantime, let's get down to it. Nice. Let's read your fortune. Your cards are pretty good. You're, they're pretty cool. They're pretty good. Okay, good. Okay. So card one, we're going to go, which I said was your... The, the basis, the heart of the matter, is your seven of wands. Okay. Wands signify fire, passion, desert, or west as far as destination where it's warm. Think of warm places, Arizona, um, California, New Mexico, places like that, desert-like places. Location-wise, when you pull a lot of wands, generally it could be, you know, a message from out west somewhere. Just say, sidebar. Um, so the seven of wands, basically, you see here that he is kind of griping, which looks like holding onto a heart. The spears are kind of shattered or scattered, but there's one solid one. Basically, wands represent also communication with, in terms of writing, actual like poetry, um, books, poems, you know, anything artistic. So. Um, wands are very artsy. So the time of year that the wands are, obviously, um, would be fire because it's it's they're hot and, you know, they represent they're very red or orange generally in a tarot deck. OK, so it's meaning. Now, I just want you to know that one card by itself does not tell your whole story. All the cards are put together to tell your story. Gotcha. So this this card could mean something, but when it falls next to another card, especially a major arcana, it changes its meaning. Hmm. So okay. hold on to your hats. We're going to read now. All right. So your Signifactor card, your, you know, what's most important, what's wearing on your mind, I feel is, let's have a look at what crossed you, which is the Nine of Pentacles. Okay. So what I'm seeing here is... I'm seeing an investment in something artistic for you. I know. Wow. That was, that's not even, please. We haven't even gone there yet. Um, but I see that you finally have grasped something that is going to stick for you. Now, you know, he was holding it like this. Something from his heart. Very passionate. It's going to hold. He's holding it steady and it's firm. 
and it is artistic. So what I'm seeing here is someone actually investing in you. Mm, yes, because this card here, this your toaster car car commercial card, mm-hmm. three of pentacles with the mice. <laughs> I call it a toaster because it reminds me of a toaster. Anyway, the three of pentacles is a partnership. And it's pentacles, which is tangible, which is money, which is that of the earth, which is things you can feel and touch. It's a gift from a, a gift or an offer, a gift or an offer from someone higher or someone like a bank. It's a partnership with you and money. So I feel that there is something there is something that is coming your way in lieu of money, but more a paid partnership, a sponsor, so to speak. Um, more than one, I'm going to say three because you got two threes in the deck. Also, repetitive numbers are important to pay attention to when you're in a doing a tower reading. Um, <clears throat> so March 3rd, I know it sounds far away, but I feel like March 3rd is an important date from you com- for you coming up. Um, I feel you will have three choices, but you may be able to work around or with all three, but I feel that there's three firm offers to basically, I'm going to say, bring capital to your venture. Does that make sense? So they're looking to take you to another level with an artistic adventure or venture. So I see an investment here. I see three offers. Um, March, March, March 3rd, three investments. Okay. Now it doesn't always, it's tricky because it can be, you know, the third week in March because it's three, three. Gotcha. So sometimes date wise, you got to hang in there. And, you know, since this is pretty much recorded, you'll always, I'm hoping have it. So yeah. if you want to look back on your reading, I'll remember it anyway, because I'm going to, I have the, you know, the picture. So um, but this way you get you get to look it up too. You can also look the cards up online when sure. I'm not here. But I I go so, with you. I, I'm not going with uh, with Google Tarot. I want to go with Dana Tarot. Stop making me blush. <laughs> so March third. Okay. March third. Around also, March third, third week C- of March. Yes, or okay. the third week in March. I know that's a big difference, but I sometimes get numerology. I get so wrapped up in the double numbers that I forget. It can be that number, you know, the third week of March. It's March. It's 3-3. Three, three. It doesn't mean it has to be March the 3rd. So. Gotcha. 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 I made that mistake very many times in my life. Um, that's also a significant date for you from your past um, because what you're stepping on also um, is embedded in there. So the nine of pent. The reason I'm saying that is because the nine of pentacles is literally a. There's a whole story behind it, and I'm not going to get into the whole thing, but I'm just going to say this: the nine of pentacles is known for generosity, caring, and giving back. And what I'm seeing is it's your time to shine. You've given back, and you've given to so much, and you've given so much of yourself and taken away from so much of your own life that now something huge is coming for you. And this is someone who invests and believes in you and it's your time to shine. And I mean that 
I'm, this is what I'm seeing. And I will send you the meanings and screenshot the pages from Dana. That way you can see each one and what they mean separately. Okay, cool. But the nine of pentacles, okay. The nine of pentacles story is basically wealth. Um, it's pretty much an investment that pays off. Um, it could be stocks, bonds, um, you know, anything that has grown from the ground up. So it started from the bottom. Now the whole team here started from the bottom. Now we're here. <laughs> so I that's like basically that. what it is. You like are that. bearing, like finally bearing the fruits, the fruit, the fruit, the fruits of your labor. So that's a beautiful card to have with the three of pentacles. Nice. Um, you got an, it seems like you got a nice financial backing and this also could be property wise. You could also be, there could be an offer for buying a property either where you are. Um, or I, I don't know if someone, you know, is, is looking or if, if you or Mary or somebody in the family is looking to pass down a house or, but I'm seeing something, a venture also with property as well as an investment in your artistic side. Um, so there's that. And then I have this woman who's bothering me. I don't like the queen of swords. I don't like her at all. Um, I can say that to her because her and I have gone head to head. Hmm. The queen of swords is a nasty biatch. I don't like her. When she shows up in a reading, generally, it depends on what falls next to her, whether she's going to be nice or she's going to play hardball. In your case, she's nice and nice, so I'm going to be nice to her tonight. But she better not give me no shit, because her and I are going to have it out. Fuck that like bitch her. up. Fuck that bitch <laughs> up. <laughs> so swords are things that cut, things that sting. They are basically things that they are, they're air cards. They're air signs. So when you see swords, the queen of swords is a Virgo, okay? Hmm. This woman has got a lot to say lately. I feel that you have butt heads with her many times before. Um, you have recently had to put this woman in her place. But also what it is, is legal endeavors. I see you signing legal documents very soon, sooner than you think. So get ready, cross your I's, dot your T's. Baby, it's coming. Hmm. One month, one month to one year. Starts in one month, progresses to its fullest in one year. As in like, you're signing paperwork though in a month. Legal paperwork. And I don't mean rinky dink, like I'm talking, cross your eyes, get an attorney, all that stuff. Hmm. Okay. Um, so get it, now, Dana, get it, get it, get it. Um, this is also signing contracts as far as what you do for a living also. Your bread and butter, your paycheck. So I'm going to say this. I think that also Marianne is about to get some kind of raise. Does she do something with math, with money, math, accounting? Yes. Nursing? No, she does. She's, She's in about finance. To get, she's about to get a raise. Hmm. I don't know if her company is moving or expanding. She just um, She just moved from one company to another company. Like recently, like, like recently, like in the last like month. It's about to get better for her. Tell her just to be careful. Um, make sure when the offer comes to her, because I feel it's 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 a space expanding her own office type setting. If it's already because this is your present and passing, like what's about to happen or has already started to happen. So 
if it's already started, I feel like it's working and it's going to expand. So yes. just be careful again with contracts. Yes, okay. because she because j- j- she le- left her old company, but is doing consulting work for them still while she's at her new company, and has the thoughts of opening up her own business. So she's like in the process. Dana, you're good. And you didn't tell me that. And so. and just just disclosure for everybody, like this was not pre-scripted Dana and I really we we know each other we communicate a lot but this is not stuff that we like talk like I've never talked to Dana my hand to God on my son's life that I've never had any of like communications like she knew nothing about my wife's job or anything like that so just disclosure so in case anybody thinks like you know we've you know kind of conjured this up See how I threw that in there, conjured it up. Um, but conjured, I love yeah. that word. But that that is not what's happening here. Dana actually is making some sense, so I'm just gonna let her continue. Go ahead, Dana. And just sidebar, um, going off of that, sidebarring to that, um, or side noting, this is not scripted in any way. This is not keeping up with the case. This is keeping up with Frankie's podcast and. <laughs> the abnormality of his guests and his life and you can't script a tower reading i'd go to hell for it i've already done too much people i can't go there okay (laughs) i can't do phony readings i can't and i can't double read them because that is wrong so he's telling the truth this is not scripted this is totally off a whim he said hey blah 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 let's shoot the shiznit and i said all right let's do this you know what i'm saying all right anyway so also, this Queen of Swords, I don't know. She's got a lot to say, but I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I mean, it's already been 20 minutes, but, you know, for me, that's short. What are you going to do? I'm Italian. I talk a lot. So she is also standing in the way for you right now where you are career-wise. Um, but I also feel like at times she has, this woman has your back, but I also feel like She's always defending you to someone. Is your mom by any chance a Virgo? No, she's a Cancer. Or a Libra? Cancer. Oh, your mom is like me? She's a Cancer, yeah. I'm trying to okay. think. I'm trying to um, think, like, hmm. Does well, it, it, it's a it, woman who definitely it has defends to be a, your career. It's a, it's a woman. Yes, she could be. She. I'm just saying your mom only because, you know, it's a very powerful presence in your reading. But... It could be someone, a boss, someone who's superior, you know, someone in charge. I'm, I'm now leaning down because, um, so it could be just a, a, a woman of power who works with you or who you interact, who is very powerful um, in terms of, you know, her resources or, you know, whatever. Hmm. Also, the Queen of Swords can also be a nurse and don't get nervous, but what I'm seeing is someone with, there's herniated discs, a bad back. Stop, um, Dana, stop. You're freaking me out right now. You're so freaking me out right now. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Why? Just go ahead, because you're freaking me so out right now. there may be, don't get nervous. No, I'm not getting nervous. You're just freaking me out. Oh, not in a bad way. It's a good way. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, don't fret. It's not major. But I do feel that there may be a minor procedure, either yourself or 
mayor or someone, you know, Matthew, hopefully, you know, it's it's not it's definitely not major. So don't get nervous. But if it's not you, it's someone in your household because it you this is your reading. But it's your reading, but your loved ones will come into play. Your parents, your grandparents, your loved ones, your relatives, your close blood relatives yeah. and friends, close yeah. friends. Um, but I see a minor procedure, quick, um, same day possible procedure. You'll be up and at them. If it's not you, they'll be up and at them in no time. Don't fret. But I do see probably within, I want to say maybe January, you may be off your feet for a little while. But- not out of commission. Never out of commission. Okay, so let's go above you. So what's above you is the Wheel of Fortune. I love it. As above, as we say in the Wiccan religion, as above, so do below. What goes up must come down and vice versa. So as above, so do below. And the Wheel of Fortune shall let it flow. Mm. I like that. Will it, baby. Will it. Will that shit. Will it. But the Wheel of Fortune is basically luck is on your side. And I know, and I'm going to guarantee this on tape, on record, fortune, investment, someone is coming good for you. Someone is coming for you advertisement-wise, marketing-wise. Someone is coming for you. They want you. They want you, babe. Please, please. Good things. Things have been, but make no mistake, things have been rough for you and your family. And there's been a lot of sacrifice. So it is well deserved. You have put in your time. You have, and you will stay humble because that is who you are. Um, Also, I know this sounds crazy, but I had an image today of you actually making a shit ton of food someone is going to call you very soon within the next three days or three weeks and ask you to do a big catering job it's friend of a family somewhere um possibly throwing a party because i see the threes the the group of people someone's celebrating something of life and they want you to cater this big event Hmm. and from this event and you start to network there's some kind of person there that is well to do who is going to take a very big liking into your ventures. Hmm. So um, I, I had this image of you and I know we have a passion for food and whatnot. And I know that you're a chef or were a chef and you still are, you'll always be, but I know you say, you know, that part of you, you kind of dwindle, you do it once in a while, you know, you, this is your calling the peer stuff and whatnot, but this is a big venture. This is a big job for you, a big catering job. I just see you in the kitchen doing a lot of cooking for three days straight because those threes are strong here. So it's definitely, um, that may be where, where this whole thing comes from. Here's. Okay, so you, you're following. Yeah, I am following. The only thing is, this card now is your future card. Um, and again, it changes with everything, so I have to look at the whole picture. But I'm done. No pun intended. Um, the hanged man is literally a sacrifice. So with fame and fortune comes a price to pay. We know this. 
you've paid your penance. You've, I know a lot about, you know, not everything, but I know enough about what you've done and where you've gone and where you've been and you've moved and you've made a lot of sacrifices. Um, and you are definitely happier and more serene and more calm and, and definitely on your way towards being who you really want to be along with, you know, your son, Matthew, and your beautiful wife, Mare. Um, you guys have definitely had your fair share of sacrifice, but this sacrifice is one that is going to benefit all of you at the same time. So it's a good sacrifice. It may mean you might have to move one more time. I know you weren't going to like that. No, but, but yeah, yeah. It's a smaller price to pay. You may still be able to keep a beach house, but you may have to relocate because of this venture. It's not going to be um, something you can do on your own because it's bigger than that. It's more, um, more intricate. More, more moving pieces, more, more moving parts. Yeah. Gotcha. So I see very good things coming for you. I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope. Um, can I tell you some Questions. of this? Yes. So not so much a question, but just to like circle back. You said about somebody getting like you see like like back surgery or like something like that. Mare herniated. Yes, I see back herniated discs. Mare herniated three of her discs at the gym about three months ago, and possibly may have to get some type of back surgery. Oh shit. Yeah. But not like, but like you said, the it was it's nothing like nothing invasive. It's like not, you know it's not, mean, Yeah, it's nothing like. Yeah, I don't see crippling. Goodness, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, no. not yeah. Like it's yeah. nothing that's gonna stop her from living her life. This may be something minor, minor surgery, in and out type of surgery. Yeah. Um. Or did you say she had surgery? Or no, she ha- she she's waiting like because we're going away on vacation, so she's waiting for that all to settle down. Oh, she, and she, she started had- a new okay. job, so she hasn't gotten it yet. But she hurt herself at the gym, gotcha. and she did something where like three of her discs or something like that are pressing like on her sciatica, and she's getting pains. So she's like, yeah. So like you were like, sp- that's why I was like. Holy shit! Because you were like spot on. You don't. Nobody. I didn't tell anybody that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you, it's not like you have like mayor on yeah. social media or stuff like that. You know what I mean? So like, she, you don't know that. She doesn't advertise that. So that's just something that we've been taught. Like she, you know, like that's been within internal in our family. So, um, and ten questions. So you said about the whole the whole catering thing. Could that mean? Instead of me being in the kitchen physically doing like the actual cooking work, that or here and here's where I'm going with this. My chef mentor, Chef Brian Pansier, he's going to be coming on the podcast um, to talk about some of like his awesome stuff that he's done in his career and. He, I don't know if I should even prematurely put this out there, but he's connected to a lot of like 
well-known celebrity type of clientele. And he has reached out to some of them to see if they would give this boy a chance and come on my eye at my podcast and kind of like, I don't know who these people are yet. Um, he just said that he's like working on some stuff. So I'm thinking like processing that, like it's coming from the food thing. Oh, look how I did that food thing. And you see what I'm saying? Like other things make. Yes. Yes. It could be. Yes. And yes. Because I saw it before I even read. I saw it. And he did say, I reached out to him today and he did say like in about like, like I'm, I'm starting to book people for the podcast. So I asked him like when he could come on and he said it about three weeks. There's your three. Bam. How you like me now? <laughs> I, like, I like it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. <laughs> Rich just laughed at me. He was outside smoking. He came in and heard me. How you like me now? He went. Wow. So pretty so, good stuff coming for you. And very like credible stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like very like stuff that like Ooh. really has been going. Yeah, like yeah, you did good. You did real good. I just read what I see. So And I saw I, something for you already. I would I would love for you to come back on the show um, in in various different formats, um, you know, to talk about food stuff, to talk about the heavier stuff when we when we when it comes about like uh, mental health and peer related stuff, um, and also you know to I think this is something like that you can use this also as a platform, you know, I'm sure after, you know, this goes from post and goes and hits the podcast world, um, it may bring, bring you in some clientele. Cause I'm telling you that this is, this was like no bullshit. Um, when I tell you that Dana was like spot on about stuff that's been going on and she has no idea about, um, so it wasn't like planned or anything like that. So um, I, my hope is that, you know, when we when this does, does go to air, um, people will respond and then, you know, we can put them in contact with you and you can, you know, do readings for them. Um, because I can see how this gets intimate. You know what I mean? Like, and you probably want to go into more detail. You'll probably get more from a person when they're like with you and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I, I definitely would love to have you back on Dana. I think this was a great, a great talk and hopefully it's the start of many, many more. Um, before I let you go, Dana, just tell, you know, everybody, I know you have some other stuff that's going on too. Um, what, what, what do you got coming up in, in, in the near future for Dana? Well, I decided um, a couple of days ago after leaving my therapist's office and just throwing it out there, people, make sure you talk about your stuff. Don't suppress it. It will eat at you. Um, I was throwing some stuff around. I read, actually, uh, read her cards. That's how I met her. She's now my therapist. 
go figure. We kind of therapy each other. Um, That's great. She was one of my clients and I, she then referred me to someone else and so on and so on. So I was referred to her by a client who, anyway, um, so getting back to what I'm, I'm thinking is I left my therapist's office with chills and I told her something about herself that she already knew. Um, and she turned around and hit me with her best shot and gave it back to me and said, what are you doing about your talent? And I don't mean the peer counseling because that's a gift and that is priceless. But what are you doing about this gift you're giving to me today? And I said, huh. Okay. And I said, well, I can piggyback off of my friend who's so inspiring, but I'm kind of shy, believe it or not. <laughs> don't even. <laughs> I really am. What? So I kind of get, it's different because you're asking, you know, we're interacting, yeah. but I really do have stage fright. Um, so I said, I, I don't see myself doing anything to that extreme, but maybe I could go live every once in a while on and turn Kitchen Queen on Facebook, not on Instagram, because Kitchen Queen on Instagram is Kitchen Queen, you know? Yeah. Um, that's my food page, by the way. But, well, you know that. Um, I figured instead of having a Facebook business account named Kitchen Queen again, because I'm not going to be cooking for people. That's stupid. Why don't I have a Tarot Queen Facebook page? and do some lives every now and then and do what I did for you, but shorter terms. Yeah. So a three carter route, do sample readings and get a little side thing going. I, I think you would, you would do very well for yourself. Um, and anything that I can do to help you catapult that. So like, if you ever wanted to like come up, come, come on here, maybe like if we, if I have, or like, you know, hopefully, I will be, I'll be able to have the capacity at some point to like branch out and have like live in-person guests. So like have people come, you know, you do, you know, sample readings for them and then it helps you promote your own stuff. Cause that's what I'm about here uh, about the Un unnormalized podcast is sharing. Like it's about, to me, for me, it's about, we all come to this, whole thing called life with all these different gifts um mine are not like yours yours are not like mine and i think giving it a platform or giving it a, a space to to live and breathe um there's always somebody and that's the beauty about this type of situation like doing a podcast you're gonna throw it out there and it's gonna really hit somebody you know what i mean it's really gonna connect with somebody so um, I would love for you to come back as often as you want, um, as things kind of like progress and grow for you, um, to come back on and like do very short sample readings and we can push people to your Facebook stuff that you're doing, um, and kind of work with each other to help grow our own things together. So, um, I think, I think that's a phenomenal idea, Dana. Um, I would like you to, um, well, I'll put your, in, in the comments when I post this, um, all your, your channels and hopefully by the time that this airs in around August, um, 
we'll go ahead and, and post all that information, update everybody with like all your socials and all that kind of stuff um, so they can connect with you. And, you know, I think you guys would, I mean, it was a, I know Dana for a while and like we, we kid about a lot of stuff and we talk about a lot of deep stuff too, but this was like such a gift today that I was able to, cause I know Dana has does tarot cards and I've always wanted to sit and do a reading. So, you know, I, I definitely will be talking to Dana off air um, and having her do like a more in-depth reading that, you know, like, the full spectrum of it because just the sample reading I got was powerful. So um, I would love to have you, you know, off air come and do some stuff for me and the family. Um, you know, we always have people at sure, the house. It would be my pleasure. Yeah. Well, we'll have you come out down to sunny point pleasant beach and, and hang out and do some tarot card readings for some of the, the VIP crew. So, um, but awesome, Dana. I, I, I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but I, I want to tell you that I love your girl and I appreciate that you um, came on and, and gave a little bit of yourself to everybody. Uh, I think you have a genuine heart um, and you're going to do some really outside of anything peer related. Um, you know, I don't have the gifts that you have, but I feel like you have a destiny that you still haven't reached and fulfilled yet. So um, just, I, I, I got your back and whatever I can do to help you with whatever you, you got, you got, you got somebody over your right hand, you know, right shoulder looking out for you. So, um, but I thank you for coming on and uh, we'll definitely be in contact with you to get you back on the show. Um, maybe sometime when I come back from vacation, like who fucking starts a, a podcast and then goes on vacation? Like, like I'm big, like some big willy, like, yeah, yeah, I'll be back after summer break. You know what I mean? Like I've done like two, you're my second one and I'm already going on vacation, but that's why I'm airing this stuff like later on. And, and uh, I'm calling them lead in shows. So hopefully I want to get some good people to come in and, and do some, some sit downs and some heart to hearts and, um, you know, this is a work in progress, too, so it's going to evolve. Um, and it'll be fun to look back in a, in a while from now and look at this and say, like, remember that day we did that podcast? And we were on for two hours and 16 minutes and we were talking about, like, everything. But um, I, I, I thank you for, for coming on, Dana. And uh, we'll uh, we'll be in touch soon, Sophie, okay? You are welcome. And I adore you. And thank you for being my biggest fan, too. And I think you're going to do great at this. You are born to just be heard and you advocate and live your life for so many others. And I wish you the best and I think you're going to be great. Thanks, and I Dana. am rooting for you. Thank you so Kill much. Him. Go get him. All right, girl. Uh, I'll thank you for, for tuning in, guys, to an un- unnormalized podcast with Dana Rizzi. And uh, we'll see you soon.